Jesus said, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Let us pray together. Most merciful God, your blessed Son, our Savior, was betrayed, whipped, and his face spat upon. Grant us grace to endure the sufferings of the present time, to overcome all that seeks to overwhelm us, confident of the glory that shall yet be revealed. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Let us stand and sing hymn 430. may be seated. There is a misprint in our bulletin. I'm sorry for that, but I gave, I did not check it and it's not best fault, it's mine, but the scripture is Luke chapter 23 verse 46. Luke 23 verse 46. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, 
Into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we come to this last word before you gave up your spirit. Help us on this night in which you celebrated the Last Supper with your disciples before you were arrested and before tomorrow when you were crucified. Help us, O oh Lord, to once more understand the price you paid for us. And as Easter people, we rejoice in all that that means to us, but we're also saddened by what it meant that you had to go through on our behalf. We pray in your name. Amen. Well, this is the last statement, and we see that through these statements, we've seen a lot of different things. We saw Christ forgive the very people who were hurting Him that day. A forgiveness, if you remember, that doesn't, isn't really dependent on the remorse of others. We saw Jesus give the gift of eternal life to a thief on the cross in His last hours, which shows us that we too have, can turn to Christ. It's never too late to do that. It's never too late to get our family or our friends, people we know, to turn to Christ. We heard Jesus entrust His mother to John and John to his mother, in effect, entrusting his mother to all believers through the generations. We heard the agony of Christ's voice uh, when He felt forsaken, when He took the sins of the world upon Himself. He endured that separation so that we wouldn't. Each of these words, I believe, from, from Jesus during this time on the cross are tremendous important for, importance, or have tremendous importance for us as believers. And they have truths that are essential truths that we need to remember as believers. Now this last word is a prayer that every good Jewish mother taught their child to say last thing at night. It comes from the Psalms, Psalm 31. Just like we might have been taught to say, uh, when I lay, now lay me down to sleep, y'all remember that prayer? And if I should die before, you know, if I should die before I wake, my soul to take, you remember that? I don't know if I remember it very well right now, but you remember that. It's a prayer that children are taught early on, lots of times for their mothers and their dads. This is a prayer that Jesus would have been taught. Into thy hands I commit my spirit. He simply added the word Father. Father. And I think you can see in, the, in, this, in this transgression of these words, as I've talked about before, that when Jesus said it was finished, it was finished. The price had been paid, and I truly believe that at this point, fellowship was beginning to be restored to Jesus by the Father. And I think he, had, he felt that, and he probably thought about his own childhood and saying that prayer before he went to sleep. And so he did. He said it. He said that prayer. Just like we say it. Some of us still say that prayer. And he trusts his spirit into the hands of his Father. 
that was his last word to us, which I think teaches us a couple things. One is it teaches us that the Father's hands are trustworthy. Uh, we, we need to know that we can entrust every part of our lives into God's hands. There's no one more trustworthy. Now I know from experience that there have been a lot of there are a lot of people who are afraid to put their life in God's hands. Uh, some are scared because they're not sure what God might have them do or what they God might have them give up. But a good verse to help those that you might know who have that struggle is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which is a which is a verse that. I, that meant a lot, has meant a lot to me through the years and continues to mean a lot to me. And that's the one that says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Pl plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God has a plan for all our lives that will benefit us and bring hope to our lives as if we will accept God's gracious intervention in our lives you know even though knowing that some want to set their own course in life you know God had a little warning for those it's found in Isaiah 65 too and I thought it might be helpful for us to hear this you might need this if you if you're witnessing to somebody give them that first one and if that don't work too good tell them this one all day long I've held out my hands to an obstinate people who walk in ways that are not good, pursuing their own imaginations. That was God talking through Isaiah for those who wouldn't turn to Him. You know, I was thinking today as I heard the news about those students in Africa who were murdered today. As you probably heard the news that the ones, they were asking if they were Muslim or Christian, and if they said Christian, they were shot and killed. And so I know that a lot of people, especially today, would probably say, well, I, if I entrust my life in the hands of God, bad things are going to happen to me. You know what the thing is, is that when you entrust your life in the hands of God, it doesn't mean that bad things won't happen to you. Unfortunately, the world is full of tragedy. Christians aren't exempt. But we have a God who promises us in Romans 8, 28, that He works for good. He works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. That means that even when tragedy strikes our life, that God takes that tragedy and brings about good. What is so ironic in my opinion is that the ones doing the murdering thought they're going to heaven. Instead, they're going straight to hell and the ones who were murdered are the ones who are going to heaven. Remember that. God is with you and tragedy does occur in this life and this world full of sin. But entrust your hands into God. And no matter what befalls you, you know that you're going to be with God that day. So I believe that this scripture teaches us that we must trust God. And when we do trust God, we're carried from death to life. If, and we are raised from the dead to life just like Christ was raised. We're raised to be a new person here and now, raised to have a glorified body in the hereafter. Paul told us if we're in Christ, we're a new creation. And that's important for us to remember. 
I think the other lesson is this. When we entrust our spirit to God, we know with confidence, I think we know with confidence, that we now have new life. I think we know with confidence that physical death is not the end. We know that it's just simply a door into the presence of God. And Jesus had that same faith in that last moment in his life. He realized and knew he would be in the presence of the Father. Otherwise, I don't believe he would have prayed the prayer that he was taught as a child. So, that brings us to the fact that we have to go through this Holy Week and think about this and reflect upon it and reflect upon the Last Supper and the tragedy of what we call now Good Friday. But it's important for us to know that just on the other side of this, this uh, tomb of darkness, there is the tomb that is opened up, which we'll celebrate in a few days, where we will see the victory over death and sin. You know, Paul said something in Philippians, which I think is really, really important. Another verse to hold on to as a Christian, especially as you get, uh, as you journey through life, especially as you get older. And that is, for me to live, for me, for to me to live is Christ, to die is gain. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. Paul knew that that even though he, you feel and know the effects of living in Christ here and now, when we depart this world, we'll be in the actual presence of Christ. Not just feeling the presence of Christ through the Holy Spirit, but we will be in the presence of Christ. And I think that's important for us to be reminded of this day. If we think about all these words from Jesus at the cross, this last word helps us, prepares us to know that God has something good for us in the end that we can never, ever imagine. Uh, I saw a, another news report, you might not have seen this one, that said that, the, that scientists have determined that the universe, which they think, you know, started with a bang, which I say that's God's speaking it into creation, is now collapsing upon itself at 14 million uh, miles, I think it is, a year. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Way into the future. God's bringing it all back into himself, is what I thought when I saw that and heard that. So it's important just for us once more to think about the journey we've had uh, to, to the cross and through the cross this Lent. Think about the joys and the tragedies. Think about the words. And think about that when our natural lives come to an end, we too can simply close our eyes and commit our spirit and trust and confidence to our Lord. That should be our last word too, just like it was Jesus's. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you, oh God, for your witness to us. Your witness while you walked among us. Your witness from the cross. And your witness even to us today through your church, through the Holy Spirit. And Lord, help us always to commit our spirits into the trustworthy hands of Father God. We pray in your name. 
Amen. Now, if I'll direct you to your bulletin for the prayer of confession as we enter into this remembrance of the Last Supper. Let us draw near to God and confess our sin in the truth of God's Spirit. Merciful God, we, your church, confess that often our spirit has not been that of Christ, where we have failed to love one another as He loves us, where if we have pledged loyalty to Him with our lips and then betrayed, deserted, or denied Him, forgive us, we pray, and by your Spirit make us faithful in every time of trial. Let us offer prayers of confession in silence. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ. But Christ suffered and died for us was raised from the dead and ascended on high for us and continues to intercede for us. So believe the good news. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God and amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. From the earth you bring forth bread and create the fruit of the vine. You formed us in your image, delivered us from captivity, and made covenant to be our sovereign God. You fed us manna in the wilderness, and gave grapes as evidence of the promised land. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. When he had turned aside from your way and abused your gifts, when we had turned aside from your way and abused your gifts, you gave us in him your crowning gift. Emptying himself that our joy might be full, he fed the hungry, healed the sick, ate with the scorned and forgotten, he washed his disciples' feet, and he gave a holy meal as a pledge of his abiding presence. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples. He said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
And when the supper was over, He took the cup and He gave thanks to you and He gave it to His disciples. And He said, Drink from this, all of you. This is My blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of Me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by His blood. By Your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at His heavenly banquet. Through Your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and Your Holy Church, our honor and glory is Yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Now let us pray the prayer the Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For Thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. This is the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. This is the blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. The, the table is open to all. Uh, there is gluten-free right here on the corners if you need that. Um, we don't have ushers, I don't think, tonight. You just come up and fill in and go back to your seats. And Adam, if you'll come up and help me. And we'll begin serving. <laughs> 